We continue with our reflection from the book of Genesis and the story of Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael. When Abraham was 75, he left the area of his present-day Babylon. And then 25 years later, after journeying to the to the land of the promise, or promised land which God promised him, if he's faithful to him, 25 years later, he uh, gives him the gift of a son. So 25 years they waited, even though God promised that he will multiply them, and yet it was for 25 years they had to wait. 25 years seems sometimes quite a bit of time, especially if you're waiting for a child in this case. But there's a great joy that takes place in the heart of Sarah and Abraham. God has fulfilled his promises. Even though they were already too old to have children, yet, yet they have a child. But then there's a difficulty right away, as you may remember, that when Sarah could not conceive, she said to Abraham, you have to have a son. So she gave him her servant, Hagar. And so he had a child by, by the servant. His name was Ishmael. But when, the, when, the, when the, the child of the promise, as St. Paul would say, Isaac, when he came, Sarah became jealous, became upset with with Ishmael and kind of jealous in a sense, I don't want, Sarah said, the, the son of the slave woman to inherit as a firstborn all the blessings that would be received um, from, from the child or by the child of a promise. So she's kind of forceful and said, drive that slave and her son away from the house no son of that slave is going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac. Abraham was greatly distressed because it was his son as well, especially on account of his son Ishmael. But now we have to say this. Here it is. Sometimes we say God writes straight with crooked lines. What does the Lord say? Abraham is distressed, but God said, do not be distressed about the boy or about your slave woman. Heed the demands of Sarah, no matter what she's asking of you, for it is through Isaac the descendants shall bear your name. And as for the son of the slave woman, I will make a great nation of him also, since he too is your offspring. Heed the request, the demands of Sarah, but I will protect your son, Ishmael. I will, I will give him a great future. He'll be head of a nation. Do not be afraid, do not be afraid. So early the next morning after this prayerful reflection which the Lord gave to, to uh, Abraham, Abraham next morning got some bread and skin of water and gave them to Hagar, Hagar, and placed the child on her back and sent her away. 
as she roamed aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. The water in the skin was used up, so she put the child down under a shrub and then went and sat down opposite him about a bow shot away. For she said to herself, let me not watch to see, to see the child die. Okay, we have our situation. The food, the water is running out, especially the water in the desert, which means this, they will not make it. And here, how God in his providence takes care. And this is what we said. She began to cry and God heard the boy's cry. And God's messenger called to Hagar from heaven, what is the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy's cry in this, in this plight of his. Arise, lift up the boy and hold him by the hand, for I'll make him a great nation. The consolation that God gives to Hagar. Yes, she was driven out, yes, the Lord uh, somehow acquiesced to the wishes of Sarah. Yes, and at the same time, he did not forget Hagar. He hears the cry of the child. He, he hears her cry. And so then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and then let the boy drink. God was with the boy as he grew up God took care of both Hagar and boy, and they truly became a great nation. You know, God's providence, how many times we go through difficulties, we don't see an answer. Seems like there's no way out. Difficulties, especially marriages and families and all these things that, that may happen within a country as well. And yet, when we turn our hearts to God, when we turn our turn our hearts to God in prayer, somehow God gives us answers. Somehow, even if they don't seem to make sense, fully sense, and yet God seems to provide for us. When we look from the past, sometimes when we were right in the middle of everything, it seems like there's no way out. And we only see darkness, we only see trappings, we only see uh, entering into a despair. But when we look from the past, when we went through and called upon the Lord, even if the Lord didn't seem to answer right away, like Abraham had to wait for 25 years to receive the son of the promise. And yet, and then Hagar too cried out, there's no way out, she'll die, she has to witness the death of her own son because of no water, of, 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 of this type of, uh, of thirst. And yet God seems to enter and God provides. This is a truly an encouraging type of reading for us, difficult as it may be, and yet truly encouraging, because why? It's because Sarah is jealous. Sarah is angry, you know, because, you know, the, the older boy of Ishmael was mistreating him too. And so he shouldn't want him, shouldn't want him. And yet God rescues us from the most difficult situations. And we see also in the gospel how God rescues the two demoniacs, those who were men who were like us, who were possessed by evil. And they became a threat to themselves. They became a threat to others. They're filled with evil. People were afraid to even walk on their journey. Where were they living? In, in the cemetery, among the dead. Very symbolic. And what does the Lord do? 
he takes his disciples after he has shown them the great miracle of our nature. As you remember the, yesterday the reading from the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know the, the, the waves, the storm in the boat, and the boat was singing, and, and they were crying out to Jesus, you have to save us. Jesus witnesses his power to the disciples, the power of nature. But then, right after that, from the sea, where do they go? They go to Garadines, a place which is not Jewish. There's no people of God there, pagan territory. They don't call upon the Lord. They don't cry out. And so you see the evil there. You see the, those who are possessed by evil, because that's their territory. And so what does Jesus does? He does not. He does not just go someplace else. He confronts evil. This is what Jesus came here to this earth. He confronts evil. He goes to the territory, evil territory, and 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 he manifests the power over evil. When we when he goes there, what do we see? First of all, we see the two. Those who are possessed by by the devil, they recognize the devil recognizes the Son of God, what have you to do with us, Son of God? Have you come to here to torment us before the appointed time? They know there's a appointed time. There's a kairos where the evil will be defeated. But they say, this is our time. You're entering into our place, into our time. This is not right. The, the, first of all, as we know that evil one can recognize because they're pure intellect, they know and understand, they know who Jesus is. They say, yes, you are son of God, but we don't want you here. And this is the wrong time. You, you have not come at the appointed time when there'll be at the end of time when the evil will be defeated. But Jesus has entered the human world of evil and he's confronting it. There's no silence, there's no words of the disciples. They're with him. They're watching. Perhaps they're afraid too. They're afraid because of, of it was known, this territory was known to be evil, and evil roaming around. And yet Jesus takes them and, and they're totally in silence. They do not they do not speak as we know. Only Jesus confronts the, the evil one in those two people. And the demons, they know that they, they are possessing, they, they have hijacked, they have, uh, they have terrorized the human beings, they entered there, two human beings, and they know this is not the place where they should be, they already understand, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of swine. They recognize that this is not their place, and yet they, they inhabit, they come, because we allow the evil one to enter through our sinfulness, patterns of behavior. We reject God, we allow evil one to enter. And so the, the demoniacs, the, the evil one knows, if you have to drive us out, send us into herd of swine. And Jesus said very simply, go then. Swine was known as the, as, as, a, as, uh, as, as food uh, unworthy of the people of God. And so they were considered to be, to be uh, evil because it was contrary to God's, God's will, God's will to the people of God. And so, in a sense, the Lord 
sends them into swine. But guess what happens? Evil is enraged. It's like when, when evil is confronted, evil is enraged. The evil one is enraged. And we see this enraged way of being by entering the swine and running, rushing right into, into, the, into, the, into the steep of the bank of the sea, and, and it destroys the swine. We see the, 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 the enraging, confronting evil always produces a type of reaction. The evil one will not just say, you know, oh, nice, so nice. No, you know, trying to help people, those who are in any way hurt, wounded, deeply wounded. Sometimes it takes a long time for the evil to be, to be uprooted, to be eliminated, to be, to, to the person to be healed. It takes sometimes a long time. Even when it comes to exorcism, sometimes, it, sometimes there's a need for repetition of several times. But what we see here is that evil one does not want Jesus there. Today, in our world, how many times you know, people write really nasty things about the Lord? Because whenever there's evil, they don't want Jesus to be around. They don't want him. So they'll rip him to shreds, they'll blaspheme, whatever they will do. They don't want Jesus to be around with this evil. People don't want to think about, they don't want to allow the Lord's grace to come. And so this is why today, both the readings today, especially the gospel, so important for us, is that when there's evil, when there's terrible addictions, when there's terrible trappings, whatever it may be, this is when the Lord is needed. He is to enter, he is to come, and he does come. But we cannot be like the people of the, the territory of Gadarenes where they say, we don't want you. They came there, the people came after Jesus freed the two men from evil possession. They did, and they saw that they were normal, they were just like us, and they didn't want them anymore, even though they were afraid of them. They were afraid of their evil, the violence which they were enacting. And, yet and, and they didn't want Jesus, even though he healed, he removed the evil from their midst. Why? Because they were trapped, they were trapped. They were trapped in doing things which were not of God. They didn't want him. Unlike the disciples the day before, they cried out. They were in the presence of natural evil. And they say, Lord, you have to save us. And, and the Lord did, did. But the people of gatherings didn't want them. They didn't want Jesus. And so they were left alone. They were left to confront evil, which there are, there's no power over that. And then, so this is the invitation today for us, knowing that it is the Lord who takes the initiative. It's the Lord, but we are to call upon him. We are to ask him to help us, to help us to overcome our own trappings, whatever those trappings may be, whether jealousies, whether, you know, we know that you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the sins, especially uh, capital sins, which is, you know, the envy, you know, the anger, the jealousy, lust, all these things, impurities, all these things are ways of opening the doors for the evil one to have an effect on us. That's why they are not just simple. That's why they don't know capital sins, because they open our hearts to evil.
and we cannot, so that's why we have to ask the Lord to, to close the, the openings, close the, the trappings, which will drag us right into an area where we may not have um, control over it. And yet, and Jesus yet says to us, call upon me, call upon me and I will come and rescue you. Call upon me and I'll save you. Even if it takes long time, even if it takes, you know, months or a couple of years or so, but this continuous prayer, continuous opening, allows the grace to flow into our hearts and to heal, to, ex to remove evil from, from, from our midst, from not only from our hearts, but from our families, or remove evil from our society, community. We see so many violent acts, you know, in our country. The more we push God away, the more we want to be by ourselves, because if there's God, then we are limited. This is what people think precisely is the opposite. We push God away, and then we invite more and more evil into our midst. The violence, the drugs, the, 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 the trappings, the, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the child trafficking, all these things which are such a tra t terrible evil, abuse, everything. I know that yesterday was the official day for celebration of St. Elizabeth of Portugal, but in the United States, the church moved it because of the 4th of July. But you know, there's one thing I wanna say about St. Elizabeth of Portugal. She was, um, she, was the, she was a queen of a king named Denis, Dionysius, there's not a name, short name, but Denis. And, uh, and this king was not exactly faithful. He had multiple children wherever he was traveling through Portugal, and yet, that, that woman, full of faith, not only did she forgive him, but she took care of him towards the end of his life. And, and he couldn't understand it. Why would you be so kind to me? Why would you be so kind when I betrayed you? Numerous ways. And, and by her kindness to him on his deathbed, and when he was sick, he, he became, uh, he converted. He embraced Christ and died as a, as a servant of the Lord. You know, a powerful, powerful witness. Okay, and Anthony Zachariah as well, the one that we honor him. These are men and women who embrace the Lord Jesus, and he was able to transform their hearts in such a way where Jesus dwelt in them. They became like Christ, and this is what we are invited to do today. We're invited to be like Christ, and we have the power through his word and through the Eucharist that we celebrate. Jesus is the one, and that silence through the power of the Holy Spirit, that bread and wine becoming body and blood of Christ, he gives himself to us so we may be like Christ, that we may be like him, that we may do things, say things, act in a way that Jesus did. And one day the Lord promises us as he transforms us that he would, that he would take us home to the to the eternal kingdom, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of mercy, the kingdom of God, prepared for us from all, from, from, from before the foundation of the world, because he has called us to be holy and immaculate to share his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.